Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to be motivated by your host, Reverend John Wheeler! Now shut up! You shut up! Sit down! Shut up! Shut up! Ladies and gentlemen, the apocalypse is at hand. And by that I mean it is by at Graham Hancock, and it already happened a long time ago. Um, I was in, I was inspired, and it's going to be the closest thing to uh, something relevant to right now because the series Ancient Apocalypse uh, that Graham Hancock made showed up on Netflix somewhat recently. Like it was, it's pretty new. I'd watched it a little bit ago, as uh, I think two coworkers from my really fun job had said they watched it, and that especially if I am the kind of guy that already likes Graham Hancock, that I would enjoy it a lot, which of course I do, and therefore I did. For those of you that don't know, Graham Hancock is one of those guys. I mean, he's on Joe Rogan a lot, but he's one of those people who we were discussing earlier is like the only reason to still listen to Joe Rogan is that he has guys like that on there sometimes that are sort of these um, curious intellectuals that, you know, live outside of the academic status quo a little bit. And, you know, Graham Hancock is someone that perhaps whinges about that a little too much, that the, you know... There's a lot of science out there that was good at one point, but the thing about science is that it moves forwards as you discover that leeches don't cure syphilis and such <laughs> through time. Um, and there are uh, people who sell leeches for a living that would rather that information did not get out. And that is sort of the rub with him. And it has to do not so much with leeches and medicine, but history. And Graham Hancock's thing, and I've been, I have, I, he is one of those guys where I don't know what's really comparable, but in those days of there wasn't really much of an internet, I was one of those kids that would try to just, I mean, what do you do? So I would try to find the weirdest books at the library. You know, you might actually find the Anarchist Cookbook back in those days, just in the fucking public library, and you could read, and, um, you know, all sorts of countercultural things and, you know, scientific stuff outside the norm, ridiculous stuff about, UFOs and other things that are probably just complete bunk, you know, not having anything to do with people like Bob Lazar that might actually be onto something. Speaking of a Rogan guest that I'll always go back for. But uh, Graham Hancock wrote a book called Fingerprints of the Gods, and I think that was his first, maybe his first big book that got out. And Fingerprints of the Gods was his first sort of um, we think society or human humans operating at an advanced level compared to what we thought has been going on for a lot longer than we thought. As in, you know, Egypt was 20,000 years after we could already be building things like pyramids and stuff. Like, and you know, little by little, there'd be things like, you know, the Sphinx is actually way older than the pyramids. And, you know, eventually they prove that to be true with the real scientific method. Then everyone, of course, dragged their feet because they'd written a book that got them tenure or whatever. And it's about how the Egyptians built the Sphinx and then they would look the fool. But not really. I mean, you know, again, you have to be careful that science doesn't become religion, where it's this thing where it's like, well, we believe it no matter what. It's like, no, if you find something better that makes more sense, you kind of have to switch to believing that. But as I've said before, as much as I have a love of science and intelligent people, like scientists and doctors and stuff, 
they're the good guys, generally speaking. But they're also human beings, and human beings are the bad guys, generally speaking. <laughs> and that's kind of the trouble there. And so the fun journey of Graham Hancock stuff, like me reading you know, a library book in the late 90s talking about how, like, you know, there was people building tools and aqueducts back, you know, when we thought they were using sticks to catch bugs or whatever. And nobody believed him, but some of his things that he put forward, like, oh, yeah, the Sphinx actually does show signs that it is way older than the pyramids. Well, where the fuck did that come from then? Because that's quite the engineering marvel at a time when we were even kind of still a little confused at how the pyramids even got fucking built by the people we knew about then. Like, that's already a reason why those are so mysterious and interesting is even even though we're like, yeah, they were built 6,000 years ago. And like, even that was crazy, though. But then they're like, oh, yeah, they might be older than we think. And then the thing that's there that we thought they built, they didn't build. And it was there when they showed up. And that might have been there for thousands of years before they showed up. Really fucks everything up. And they're like, yeah, well, it kind of turns out that seems to be the case. And then he had this other theory that there was this place, I believe, in Turkey. I think it's where this is. A thing called Gobekli Tepe where he's like, I think there's like a giant structure or the foundation of one or something like that of like a large civilization. And it's like 12,000 years old. And they're like, no, no. People didn't even know how to like dig a hole yet by then. They were just running around with spears or whatever. And, um, there's no way. It's that old. And then technology got better. You know, they're using a LIDAR or the light radar laser stuff that you can see underground with. And they're like, oh my God, this is clearly built by people. And they unearthed it. And Just real quick, who people who don't know exactly who Graham Hancock is and what his theory is is he speculated that an ice age civilization was destroyed in a cataclysm, but the, its survivors passed on their knowledge to hunter-gatherers, giving rise to early known civilizations of uh, Egypt, Mesopotamia, Mesoamerica, and Mesoamerica. Well, that's the thing, though. I was getting to that because that whole big theory of his was a, th a thing later on with him. I mean, it's it's been he's at it for a while now. But I know when we were just talking about the the series on Netflix, so that oh yeah yeah I was yeah, I was I was laying some groundwork. We were gonna get there. Yep. Um, I was just saying that I've been familiar with this guy for more than twenty years, and it's been very interesting watching him go. Well, I mean, yeah, look at all. Of, I all yeah no books, I ninety so yeah fingerprints of the god ninety ninety five yeah. yeah. And but yeah, fingerprints of the gods. I don't think he was really talking about the the Arctic cataclysm or the Ice Age cataclysm or anything at that point yet. I think he was like something must have happened, but I don't remember him putting forward that you know for sure this is what went down. And I want I just bring it up because a lot of the things he talks about in that book, like Gobekli Tepe and all that stuff, fully people ridiculed him and were like, this isn't true, blah blah blah. And then we, it's now just accepted fact that it's totally a thing. Like, people are just like, yep. It's They're, listed as controversial literature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing. It's stuff that ends up being pretty accurate, but isn't when he's writing it. And that's the thing. When you have a new idea about something, that's how it works. The impressive thing with this dude is that he kind of managed to, like, stay relevant and, like, become... Someone that, the, you know, the biggest podcaster in the world regularly likes to have on and talk to about stuff, which gave him, like, a huge platform. And then, you know, now there's this Netflix series that a lot of people have watched that totally he just lays all this shit out. Um, but that's the thing. Because he has been right about all these things in these old books, going all the way back to the 90s and shit. 
in his things that were oh, the Sphinx is way older than we thought. Um, it really lends a lot of cre- lends a lot of credence to his show on Netflix, Ancient Apocalypse, which yeah talks about how and you should watch it. But it's it's that specifically. We essentially went through a, a bunch of space debris, like a comet's tail or something. So we got hit with multiple meteorites at once, like in big ones. And two things happened where some of them hit the ice caps. And that caused them to just completely melt. And there was just crazy, 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 crazy flooding all over the world. And you'll notice that all sorts of religions, including the big one, uh, have this giant flood myth. Um, that is probably not a myth. But then also it's like, yeah, but then how come it got like cold and stuff? It's like, well, they also hit dirt too in other parts of the world. So they kicked up because if it hits an ice cap, it's just going to flood. But if it also hits rock and dirt and whatever, then it kicks all the shit up into the air and causes a nuclear winter. He was talking about, I think the first episode was uh, Indonesia and then there's an island, Java. Yeah. That's down at the bottom. Jakarta. Is it? Well, no, wait, I think that's the name of the group of islands. I don't know, whatever. It's, okay. it's something like that. Uh, but it was at one point its own subcontinent, and then once the Ice Age hit, uh, you know, everything rose, so. Yeah, but he talks about, you know, maps that were actually made when people, they didn't even think people could, like, make canoes or rafts, and they're like, there's maps that show like water channels intercontinentally and stuff, and they show Antarctica, and some of them show it shaped kind of weird but it's exactly what it looks like under the water it's under now and stuff and then you know it it might have been connected to the tip of south america at one point like they're like yeah it people were around and advanced and knew you know again they're like sailing around the world ten thousand years before we thought they ever even could have dreamed of maybe building a pyramid and even that on its own is pretty wild there's also pyramids all over the world. And that gets into where people are like, ooh, it's aliens. And I like Graham Hancock because none of his shit is about that. Yeah. It's all I, just I like, no. That was refreshing too. This is like, how, we don't know. And it's like, he we described s- it as um, human like uh, amnesia. Humans are a species with amnesia because we don't have rec. But it's like, it's funny. We do have records of those times, kind of. They're just in these things where they're, they're you know, Bible type things from other places all around the world. And here's the thing I wanted to get into though, specifically about all this stuff is that he very impressively. And I think for a reason, and I'll get into that, even though it actually is very interesting to include all include in all of the religious texts and ancient stories that he finds that all seem to have flood things. They all seem to have people, coming around, disseminating information to hunter-gatherers that probably would have survived. So the only people that might have survived because people living in a grid society, even one that's nowhere close to advances ours, still would die pretty quick if they didn't know how to live the full chasing a buffalo-type lifestyle, which is, you know, you, you either you either grow up in a society doing that or you die if, when the shit hits the fan. Everyone now, and I'll make my little aside where I always antagonize certain people who are like, that's why I got my own vegetable garden in the back and I know how to hunt and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, even Rogan is like, I'm pretty sure me and my family would die. 
Like, but aren't you a strong bow hunter, dude? It's like, do you know how fucking hard that shit is to actually get anything that way, even with a gun, and just regularly feed yourself with with no refrigeration? Good luck. And those tomatoes in your backyard, those will last about two days. Great. Like, no, we're fucked. Anyone who's got these big plans, unless you have formed a full non-agrarian <laughs> together society that can operate completely independently of anything like reindeer farmers in Siberia will be fine. And that ain't you if you're listening to this. <laughs> but I have Bitcoin. Oh yeah, that's gonna still be around. Fucking idiot. So, um, yeah. The thing that he leaves out though is he actually really doesn't mention the Bible's version of any of this stuff. And I think it's kind of specifically... Because you cannot feed those weirdos. You just can't. Because there's, like, I've been adjacent. I, st I stumble to say I was friends with. But I was adjacent to people who had the real wild Bible guy beliefs. That the government's hiding Cyclops bones and, and, and giants and things. They don't want us to know that the Bible is actually true. So saying things like there actually was a global flood that wiped out most people. And like there was little groups of people that were still left and blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, so the Bible's 100% true then. You need to sit down because it's. It doesn't make all the magic true and the fact that you don't want women to be able to vote okay. Like, none of that does any of that. But Graham Hancock, I think, kind of knew that. He's like, I can't just go, yeah, so basically all this stuff is real. And it's like, oh, good. Well, then, let's go burn some gay people. It's like, oh, God. You're so maligned. I love looking at the Bible not through the lens of any modern crap from people. And it's actually fascinating. Because here's the thing you didn't bring up, and that's why I wanted to bring it up. In the Bible, it does not say that, uh, and yeah, I'm one of those, you know, agnostic assholes that definitely read more of it than you ever have. Um, but it doesn't specifically say anything about, like, oh, like, God sent the flood just to, like, punish wicked men or whatever. Like, that is a weird oversimplification. I know translation and stuff make it kind of fucked up, too. But it specifically says that there was, like, a race of people on Earth that were uh, human fallen angel hybrids. And, you know, again, that's, this is getting real Alex Jonesy here, but you got to read between the lines a little bit. And they were, they were you know, they were, they were big, and they had, like, all the, like, the knowledge of the gods and stuff, so they're, like, fallen angels or whatever. But if you think about, okay, well, if there was a much more advanced society... And we made a video about this once, about how where we think maybe Bigfoot was actually a real thing people saw, but it was a, like an understandable thing, like either really large people or Australopithecus or whatever, you know, like that people existed al alongside at one point. And then stories were just kept alive because, again, a lot of indigenous people's tribal uh, verbal storytelling stuff, they do not factor time in. And we went over this in the video because... Look, you don't start going, we haven't seen this 10-foot ape in a while, so I assume you could just wander into the woods alone. Like, no, it, it, that story is now on the record. That thing is just going to be described as if it's still there, even if it's been gone for 6,000 years. Yeah. And the people in those groups, like, are alive right fucking now. And, like, when people, like, you know, from other places landed here and they talked to them, they're like, there's this, you know, thing out there. And yeah, there's not any more, probably. But those stories are very well preserved. So to them, it was like, there is a big, tall, 10-foot ape out there that will eat your face. <laughs> and, yeah. So we made this whole thing about that. 
And I made a point too that there's a lot of size discrepancy in humans. Humans didn't used to be short in like Jesus's time when like Family Guy always makes fun of that. Jesus comes back and he's like four foot three. <laughs> short. It's like, all right, everybody. Uh, yes, yes, yes. People were shorter back then. Can we please calm down? He's teeny tiny Jesus. And like, it's very funny, but it's very true. It's like, but they were small because of the, you know, like, think about how huge Americans even are compared to just other even semi-developed countries is because we just have all the food in the world starting from when we're born. We just grow up huge. That's what you do to livestock. It's how everything works. And so, you know, animals, you know, we, I, my wife and I have snakes and it's like, yeah, if you don't feed them enough when they're younger, like they literally just don't get as big. And, you know, some people kind of go crazy and power feed them because they're trying to make big, huge reptiles, but then they don't live as long as they get kind of overweight. And that's not cool. But my point is, is that you can control the size of an animal by how much you feed it since it's born. And people are animals and food, you know, fruit wasn't the thing we know of now, they're like these awful little bunches of seeds with a tiny little bit of strawberry meat on them. And, you know, that's what you're trying to survive on. You're chasing down shit that you're going to eat. So you're burning calories like crazy. People just didn't get that big. And hunter-gatherers that are alive right now, alongside us, another fun point that Graham Hancock points out, is that they're like, well, they want people... They're, they're, oh, you think there are these amazing civilizations building pyramids and then they're just right over there somewhere is like people hunting with bows and arrows. Like, th that's happening here right now. Like, yeah. we've been to fucking space and there's people hunting with bows and arrows if you go far enough somewhere. Like, it's literally a complete and total thing. Like, if his theory happened right now and we got hit by a bunch of comet chunks again, those guys, again, like reindeer farmers in Siberia and the guys on Sentinel Island, they'd probably be fine because nothing would change for them. We would all die because everything would change for us. And there might be a few of us left. And maybe we're like, okay, well, those guys all survived. We need to go and like kind of hook up with them. And then we're going to teach them how to build aqueducts and do agriculture and stuff. And we'd be way bigger than them. And we'd be bringing them the knowledge of the fucking gods. It's like it, it, it would happen exactly the same way right now. So the idea that it couldn't possibly have happened that way back then is kind of ridiculous. So, but that was going to be my thing about giants in the Bible. Like if... All of the legends, according to Hancock's thing, everywhere is that, you know, the floods and the nuclear winter and all that came because we angered the gods. And, uh, you know, we were like, you know, this advanced thing that, that, that you know, flew too close to the sun or something like that. Like, all the legends have stuff like that. And the Bible itself, again, it has these, like, basically how they describe it, more intelligent, large people. And they're just reasoning is that, they, oh, they must have been hybrid with fallen angels. Or maybe we'll find out that there's more truth to that somehow, too, and they're talking about aliens. I don't know. But all of them kind of say this. And just because it was back then, the people who were really well-fed with agriculture and livestock and all of that stuff would be a lot bigger than the hunter-gatherers. They'd be people that would come by sea and, and be these huge things. So it's like... I know why he probably didn't go, hey, parts of the Bible is true there, crazy pants. Go, go, how do you feel about that? I don't know. Maybe he didn't want that responsibility, and I kind of understand. But nobody listens to me, so I can talk about it, and it doesn't matter. And I just am tickled by it. Like, I'm not really going anywhere with this other than I wanted to put it out into the world that I do think that the biblical story of the flood and the giants with with all of these like weird powers and knowledge and stuff from the heavens like probably was about all that same shit and there probably were people who were interacting with people with a huge size difference so they'd be like they're giants i mean how much bigger than you does something have to be you know again like if i'm me and i go to 
some you know undiscovered tribe in the Amazon. It's like they're gonna come up to my maybe rib cage. I would say fucking. I'm not even that. I'm like six foot even with my shoes on. There are people around that are six foot five. Like you know, like if your if, if your dad in his young days went and met those people, like, like up to here, they'd be. And so imagine you see yourself as normal size compared to everyone you're around and you meet someone and you're staring into their belly button. That's a giant. <laughs> That's what that is. And that exact relative difference exists literally right now. And it often goes along the lines of agricultural advanced societies get really big because they have more access to food all the time and hunter gatherers are scrambling for their calories and they don't get as big. <laughs> and so those are the, those are the biblical giants that all got wiped out more advanced people. They get you get advanced, you get big. You get too big for your britches, God floods you. But that's what <laughs> fucking happens, I guess. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, and I don't know. The just the, the it's fun to go. It doesn't have to be aliens, and it doesn't have to be God. This all could literally be chalked up to shit that happens that would definitely happen the same way, no matter when it happened. Pretty much. And I love that about it. And I think that it could have gone deeper into that, but it's, you know, again, that, that whole series, like, it's like, it's a lot of heavy shit. For me, it was a lot to take in, and I had read a couple of his books, <laughs> not recently, but again, when I was a, a weirdo in the library trying to learn all the crazy stuff that school won't teach you, which was fun back then before the internet. Now when people talk like that, nothing good happens, yeah. but, like... I don't know. I, I I think that's maybe all I have, but I just think about it a lot, and it feels good for me to drink whiskey and scream about it. So, you know, that has to happen. And I'm excited for Meredith to watch the rest of it. Yeah, I've got two episodes in, and it's pretty fascinating so far. So, I always like people who are, you know, stay curious and, you know, want to keep studying and keep looking into things and keep an open mind. Yeah. No, and he's definitely one of those guys, and I don't know, yeah, like, the the amount of people, like, new ideas, it sucks that like, no matter what era you live in, you really think, you know, you live now, so it's like, okay, now we know. Now, if a new Nikola Tesla was born, you know, we wouldn't, you know, just be like, oh, get out of here, whatever, uh, or, you know, the people kind of stifled him because he's like, I have an idea to give everybody free wireless electricity, and then everyone that made electricity was like, this guy cannot be out here saying this shit, like, no. You're like, oh, would that go different right now? Huh? You think? <laughs> like, I don't think so. Dude, car manufacturers are the biggest lobby group trying to get work from home gotten rid of. Because guess who loses money if we all don't need to drive all over the place all the time? Them. And the car lobby, by the way, is responsible for, like, so much weird stuff in our society. Like, our cities are built all fucked up just because of them. But also, the car was invented here. So much money <laughs> comes here because of the automotive industry and stuff. I mean, even the slowness of the electronic car or the electric car was just basically between the cars and the oil people. They're like, we can't let this happen. Like, even the Prius, it's like, we don't even want that because what if everyone drove one? We would lose half our money, which in a model based on constant growth, which our horrible crony capitalism thing is, uh, even stagnating is a death sentence, let alone being cut in fucking half. So, yeah, they were going to put everybody on Fox News to make sure that if you bought a Prius, you were gay. Because <laughs> they know you're real smart, and that's obviously not going to work on you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, if you believe that, you're a puppet of a horrible, evil corporation. I hope it stings. Anyway, the... <laughs> uh, no, I came to that conclusion on my own. 
There's nothing cool about an electric gas hybrid car system from the future. That obviously, only fucking dudes is what that makes me think of. So yeah, no, you had that idea on your own for sure. You and all your friends all at once. Um, <laughs> speaking of horrible, awful rich people, I actually, I've done not a 180, but just on maybe a 180 on one real weird specific thing that is only very, very loosely connected to what I was just screaming about. And, okay, so in The Great Gatsby, right, this is very, have you ever, like, read or watched a movie adaption of that or whatever? No, surprisingly, okay. no. All right, um, you, you wouldn't have to. But in uh, that book and movie, several movies, the one with Leo's good, uh... It's very well outlined, like old school Eastern Seaboard, uh, high society shit, you know, in those days. And a thing that comes up in that is a very real thing. And it just gets touched on in Mad Men. It gets kind of, you know, it was a very real thing. And you can go look into it if you want. It's kind of fun and infuriating read. But <laughs> um, old money always hated new money. Like people that, that have come from families that have been rich forever. Even if you're richer than that person you're talking to right now, but you made that money, or maybe even just your parents did. God, now I'm just thinking of Always Sunny. It was like... Oh, they're new poor. We're what we call old poor. And yeah, <laughs> it's like we know how to live. Well, yeah, and that I love how that actual Always Sunny bit. Like, I don't think one influenced the other, but uh, Stanhope, probably around the same time, had a whole bit about... Um, what being poor in America is versus what actual poverty right. is. It's like, oh, you have to roll your window up on the left side with the pliers when you drive your car <laughs> around. Or, oh, I have to pirate this series from Hulu because I can't afford the version without the ads. Like, that's American <laughs> poverty. And then he goes into how, like, you're not spearing rats in a dump to feed your family. Like, and whatever. Like, it's it's a funny thing. And it is almost a new old poor thing. We're like, oh, do you know how to survive poor already? <laughs> no, all these people just lost their money recently and they don't know what to do. They're going to fucking die. Yeah, yeah they were, uh, Charlie and Mac and them were the, uh, the hunter-gatherers of their ancient apocalypse yes. and the economy fell apart. Um, and yeah, the new poor should have reached out to them. But anyway, yeah, the that's based off a very, very, very real thing that was, I think it's less of a thing now, but it was, you know, I don't know how Russian oligarchs feel about each other. I just don't know. But if you came from a, a long history of a moneyed family, you just found just distaste with people who had like made their own money, even if they have more than you. And everybody hated uh, the main uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character in the book, mm -hmm. The Great Gatsby, because <laughs> uh, I forget his name, but Leo. But uh, <laughs> it never made sense to me. And I'm like, well, fuck you. Oh, we're from... Like, I was always, like, making your own money is, like, the cooler, better thing, right? Like, that's the thing you should be proud of. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? It's like, yeah, if you actually went from rags to riches, that's amazing. It's hard. It's harder now, but it was really hard then. And, yeah, like, what's with these people? Are they are they put off? Are they afraid they're coming for them? And I was like, no, they just, they just didn't like being around them, and they poo-pooed them. But I finally figured it out. I know what their problem is. People who have been rich forever and don't have to work are fun. They take 
fencing lessons. They go on they go on boat rides around the world and fund expeditions to, to go do stupid shit in other continents and ruin everything. But you know, they go hot air ballooning and they go they drink and they party and they just fuck and they you know whatever. Because that's what they do. They were born into it. And so there's this like high society of like, we're going to this garden party and then later to that garden party. <laughs> People who get rich from nothing are boring, insufferable <laughs> narcissists. Like everything we know about, you know, that is was true back then. I'm not saying necessarily that there was no narcissism in all these people that have come from these super rich families. I'm sure there is. But people who uh, grind and just blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're not any fun to be around. Like someone who made their own $100 million, they're so okay with looking at a spreadsheet for 12 hours and they don't know why you want to go to sleep or see your family every other fucking day. Like they don't get it. There's like, oh, well, we got to, we got to go, you know, we got to move that product and think about the product. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they're awful. Have you ever met some of those people? They are boring and terrible. Like high society was right to shun them because, you know, again, I want to go on my hot air balloon. And it was like, well, I got to, I got to look at these numbers on this grid. Because that's how I made my money. It's like, can we talk about something besides business for once? Yeah, a great man once said, old business is old business, and new business is a two. Next quarter, let's sword fight. Yeah, the Adams family, <laughs> old money. <They're laughs> they didn't have jobs. They didn't do anything. They just, like, played the harpsichord and went on adventures and had a family full of awful inbred mutant freaks. I think all the Adams Family is really about how much fun it would have been to be some inbred old money psycho family that, you know, great-great-grandfather uh, poisoned most of Africa. No, oh, well, we have gold now. And that's, <laughs> it's just that. Well, I have to break a few eggs and all. So, yeah, I don't know. That was another just almost like random thought where I was like, oh, yeah. They probably didn't like those people. They were always like, hey, you used to be a commoner. Ick. And B, you're dreadfully dull. <laughs> Talking about numbers and the whole ghastly business, we let the accountants handle that. <laughs> yeah, Daddy would say a real man doesn't have a job. He goes and he talks to other people about things having nothing to do with jobs. <laughs> I don't know what those are. Ghastly business, that. But anyhow, yeah, uh, yeah, I kind of get it. I mean, I'm not old money. I'm not new money. I'm just a dumb piece of shit. But th that kind of gives me clarity. Right? I'm not mixed up in uh, old-fashioned New York high society. I have no place there. And they wouldn't like me, you know, the so-called city fathers stroking their beards and clucking their tongues saying, What's to be done with this John Wheeler? With his cocky stride and musky odors? Yeah. So, you know, that's not anything I'm a part of. So I can kind of look at it and, you know, scientifically like. Okay. Like Graham Hancock. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. City fathers, indeed. Oh. Um, <laughs> I was just like writing down random notes of things I was thinking about. Well, you almost said something that sounded like, did that happen? No. I was imagining things. You were okay. imagining things. I do that I, a lot. I'm quite confused, or I don't know. That's the way to be. So... <laughs> No, I was reading what I thought was probably like a fake clit, clickbait, clickbait article. Those clickbait. are different. Um, a fake was not a fake clickbait or clickbait article. Clickbait article. <laughs> oh boy, uh, it's getting better. It does. It, it wasn't one of those. 
And it was, I mean, it was in that way where it's like, this isn't happening right now, the way everything is always like, this is happening. Like, well, they just talked about how it was an idea somewhere once, and now you're... But um, there's this thing going around, and it's, you know, getting posted a lot by, like, Bitcoin people and shit, and they're just like, China's making this currency that, this digital currency that disappears, you know, after a while, so you can't save it or whatever like that. And it's like, that is a terrifying and fucked up idea. And I know that people at the top don't want to, you know, hoarding money the way they do. Uh, they want to spending it so they can, you know, grift all of their shit off the top. Um, but what it was really about was that it, that would be for like specifically like stimulus money or whatever, where, and I get it. Like, yeah, I hoarded everything that I got from the government during the whole whatchamadu, but you know, it, if someone had been like, yeah, okay, we're going to give you, we're going to give you way more than we were ever going to give you. But here's the thing. You have a quarter, you have three months to spend it. You can't just save it. You can't, you know, whatever. It's like, it is this disappearing special currency. So you actually have to like put it out there. Like, you're like, you got to go spend it. You got to move the economy because a lot of stimulus stuff kind of would like go away. And again, it's not that crazy because, you know, everyone that got those PPE loans, it's like, if that was stuff that was, like, temporary, they would have had to have started spreading that around instead of just hoarding it into their coffers. I mean, I'm sure they'd find a way to not actually give it to their employees. But at the very least, it would get out there and get moving. It would actually move the economy instead of, like, we gave out a ton of money and then nothing happened because it's like, well, people who are about to die just bought necessities with it that they should have already been able to afford and everyone else just kind of hung onto it and fucking jack shit. No one bought a car. Like, none of that happened. And so, and also because it like wasn't enough for that. But if you were like, no, 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 it's a crazy amount of money, but you got to spend it. You cannot just hang on to it. Like, you, you know, so I was like, that idea is not that weird, but I think it would be a bit of a bad thing if someone was like, yes, that was fun. Maybe what all is, money should work like that. I don't know. You would just have, well, I guess that's a fun podcast thing. Yeah, um, I'm curious, John, what would you spend it on? Well, we're talking specifically about me, and then we have to we have to put a dollar amount on it, or this won't work. Well, right. So let's say it's like it would have to be more than like whatever our stimulus was. Let's say it's like five grand. That's such a perfect number for um. Oh, I already figured out how to game the system, but it's such a perfect number. For, uh, like, it's it's a lot, but it's not really enough. To, you can't get, like, a new car. It's not a down payment on a house. You can't quite do anything with five grand. And I don't know how it would work as far as investment goes and stuff. Like, well, can you do that? Because that was my first thought where I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy a bunch of shit that doesn't devalue, like, actual, not even just stocks, but physically something like gold. And people have a horrible gold boner where they're like, it's going to be useful <laughs> when the grid falls. And it's like, oh, no, God. it won't. Like bullets and human slaves and food and water and gas. That's you've seen Mad Max. There's no reason to have to reinvent the wheel and understanding how this works. Um, but in this situation, that actually is probably what I would do. But let's say that that's like off the table. So I'm using, you just got to spend it on crap. First, I would do one of two things. I would buy either. A uh, bunch of cool synthesizer shit. Because, again, I have to spend... It's like, I have as much of that as I really ever need, but there's so much more I could have if someone was like, you have to spend this money. That's, like, one possibility if there's something that I, like, really, really wanted. And it would probably... Yeah, like, just all new computer shit, maybe. 
Something like that. I would probably build up my infrastructure a little bit, but if I was already maxed out on that, which I partially am on some things, uh, maybe just a whole bunch of guns. Or at least some guns and a nice new laptop, or I don't know. Probably probably musical stuff, uh, computer shit, weapons. Because that's just a... Those are hobbies for me. Like, I like that kind of stuff. And they last. most people, if, if we're talking Americans, would probably do the same thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think my thought is that much different. It's like someone would be, I mean, like, and there's certain things you can get, you know, you get like, oh, we got a couple of four-wheelers. Like, there's a few things that are kind of crazy you can get for, like, five grand. Like, maybe two not all that fancy jet skis or something. Maybe you get $2,500 a piece for, like, not, you know, not like a ski-doo that costs 10 grand on its own. But um, you can, you know, get some used ones or something. Probably people would end up buying a lot of stuff from each other. But that would be tricky because you're like, yeah, but that's that same disappearing currency. And I don't, see, that's the thing. I don't know how it would work at that point, right. which is really where that article fell apart. Because I'm like, well, what if they fly through a time zone and there's food in their mouth and then it, it technically is after midnight then and they turn into gremlins? You know, <laughs> all that talk did not get gone over, like, at all. Like, how do the gremlins really work? How does disappearing money work if you buy it from, like, another person? Does it start over? They got three months. You know, if you spend it two months later, I don't know. Once it, it changes hands, does it like... Does it work that way? Can you transfer it to well, another I don't, person? I don't even really know. It's like, oh, you can only spend it. See, this is where it gets scary. It's like that company store shit where you can only spend it at municipal liquor stores. or I don't know. Like oh, that yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you can spend it, but if it only if it goes right back to where it came from in the process. Was it that, that song, I sold my soul to the company store? Is that what it is? Yeah. That's what the... <laughs> no, uh, Ernie... Not Ernie Hudson, the fourth <laughs> Ghostbuster. It's Ernie... Ernie um, what is his name? Well, you closed your computer. Because uh, I was... I actually remembered it too mid-rant. Sometimes I need a running start. Tennessee Williams. Yeah. That's who it was. Or no, was it? No, it was. It's an Ernie something. Sold my soul to the company store. I was going to do a burlesque act 16 tons. What do you get? Another day older man, deeper in debt. Tennessee Ernie Ford. Tennessee Ernie Ford. That's what I was screaming about. It's like, we're living in a goddamn Tennessee Ernie Ford song. Like, I, yeah. But yeah, no, that song was literally about people that lived in those company towns where you didn't get paid in money, you got paid in currency, they owned all of the things that you rented, and you just paid it back to them, and you were very intentionally paid, like, not enough to really ever get completely out of debt in their, like, company store fun so, money. So that was, like, an idea that when uh, Elon Musk was talking all about, like, how he was going to colonize Mars. Oh, yeah. That was going to be the thing of, like, that was going to be your ticket to get to Mars. It was basically... Elon would, Musk fun bucks? Yeah. Basically, <laughs> you know, you would do whatever you needed to do on Mars, but you would be just working... For him, for a very small amount, but it would cover your, uh, you know, your housing, your food, and shit like that. Okay, yeah. So that's the plot of Total Recall. Good idea. <laughs> I know, isn't that funny? That's exactly how that. Well, yeah, because that movie was based off of that. I mean, that song, at least as far as the way the Martian Colony stuff worked. And Elon Musk was like, I don't know where I've seen this before, but I think I just had a great idea. Like, <laughs> we'll charge him for oxygen because it's not like it's there naturally. It'll be in these big domes. And then we'll go cheap on the uh, radiation oh, shielding. Who cares? 
Um, Shit, I mean, did that really happen, or am I just now just thinking of Total Recall, and I just put Elon Musk's name on it? No, he definitely said that, and I okay. definitely already had that thought of, like, yeah, okay, yeah, me and, like, every other person <laughs> on the internet that's seen that movie was just like, uh, <laughs> no. But, yeah, uh, that, 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 a lot of science fiction dystopia is always based off real shit that already happened, and one of those things was... And, I mean, this happens. They want it to happen in little. I mean, people will get away with anything if you let them, and that's why it's so scary that the there's no rules for the people in charge of us anymore is because when there's not, they start doing the stuff that we thought we were past, but we only got past it because we, like, nearly killed them a whole bunch of different times. Right. It's like, okay, that's not good. But, yeah, that song, you'll hit 16 tons of what do you get. Yeah, it would just be a mining town where the mining company employed you. They own the banks. They used their own weird private currency, and then they owned all the, the living spaces or whatever. And Walmart, actually, there are, I don't even know, this might have been found to be illegal in some local areas and stuff. Uh, because that's the interesting thing about this country is, like, little things like that. It's like, well, now this is going to happen everywhere, and it's like local municipalities. I just got off a two-hour-long neighborhood association meeting, not even city council, trying to figure out what to do with $100,000 as far as all these groups so we don't spend it, we don't get it again next year, and I'm involved in all that bullshit now, and it's real fun. But the that... That kind of thing, as slow as that ground, like when you get even more complicated with local city ordinances and things, it's like, okay, we're not letting Walmart do this. But my point is, in some areas, they own the low-income housing surrounding the Walmart. So they're like, well, if you're an employee, we'll give you a bit of a discount so you can actually like afford to live in an apartment. But then they just get all your money back from you, and it's set up so you can only ever really like... You're not gonna have so time the term or resources. I'm looking for indentured servitude. Is that what it is? Um, it's not. It's a fun thing to call stuff like that to be mean to them, but oh, it's act- it's it's it's, a- it's it's actually indentured servitude. Well, it's close. That's closer to the Mars thing, kind of. Where yeah, because yeah. that happened with people coming here to the new colonies. Uh, they'd be like, okay, well, we'll like you don't have any money. But we'll haul you across the ocean, but then you got to work for us for like six years and then you can be done. And that's called indentured servitude, where you're working off well, it's basically, basically an an fictional debt. Extension of slavery. Kind of, but you can leave. And a lot of people also just like. The fun thing about stuff like that back then was like, they'd be like, I got a new opportunity. It's like, you still have three more years. And then they just killed that guy in his sleep and they left. <laughs> like, that would happen. The problem with our society now, again, like I brought up with tackling mass shooters, is there's not a quick enough jump to the right kind of violence. Like, there's a lot of stupid violence. Like, you get in a fight at the drive through of KFC, so you end up shooting at somebody. But you don't go like, I'm tired of this landlord, and you, you, you know, vivisect them. Like, that, you know... There, there's a way. There's somewhere to put that rage, is what I'm saying, and then I'm gonna wash my hands of it. But yeah, like that, you know, that was like kind of a thing back then, um, and that would be kind of like the the Mars trip is a little bit of an indentured servitude thing. But then, yeah, the other part of it is once you're there, you're using the currency made by the guy that owns the Martian colony and got everybody there, and that's how those company stores work too. It's because you know the American colonialism it's like again when were these like the mid 1800s and stuff it's like that is when this country was you know i mean obviously people lived here for thousands of years before but what i'm saying is when white people came here and all that shit happened that we already have heard about um like it was this new thing so there'd be whole towns that somebody some guy just owned and he had a mining company and you worked you lived in his town and worked at his mining thing and he used his money and then 
they also benefited from like, what are you going to go online and realize if you can literally walk 15 miles and you're like, uh, there's a place not like that. But I heard tell once, uh, <laughs> go off that direction and see if the buzzards don't get at your bones before sunup. Like that's, oh. so you would just be there, which is again, why you notice certain things like people have access to too much information. It's a problem. And so, yeah, back then, obviously, it was a lot easier to make sure no one knew what was what. Uh, but, yeah, you load 16 tons, and what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. Because, mm-hmm. again, you, you were set up to f- operate at a loss even if you worked yourself to fucking death loading 16 fucking tons of coal a day or whatever it was. And, yeah, I owe my soul to the company store because it's like, I can't I can't quite cover uh, food this week, and I got another wee one on the way. And it's like, we're going to open you up a line of credit, and you're not going anywhere now. And, <laughs> yeah, that's not how the whole country works. I mean... That's the other weird thing. We are using American fund dollars to like just buy things from each other. It's like a house. You know, no one ever makes enough money to buy that all at once anymore. Uh, what we could do, though, is give you a loan. And uh, we'll decide whether you can get it or not. Like, how are you going to figure that out? It's like this credit score based off. And uh, we'll kind of <laughs> assign that to you based on what you look. I mean, how well you spend your money. Uh, and you're like, oh, yeah, we live in one giant company store thing where it's like, oh, yeah, you can't just buy a car. But tell you what, you can get a, a loan secured by the federal government and uh, who makes money off that, by the way. And yeah, no, it is. I mean, the. The weird thing is, is it's already happening, but I think the it's so, it's so large and complex. This is the only good thing about this is like the the fact that there's like separate states and separate cities and separate like you know you can move around a little bit and find ways to weasel out of it. You're not just locked into this Martian colony where it's like, oh, you, what are you gonna build your own rocket and go home? I don't think so. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you gonna go outside the bubble where there's air? You'll be like, oh, in no time. You can't. And if you haven't seen Total Recall, you should. But, um, yeah, I, it was one, one of my fun things is, you know, like, yeah, like, obviously not a fan of Donald Trump and double not a fan of everyone who thinks that he's awesome. But, uh, I also wasn't as hysterical about it because I understand things a little better. Sorry, all of most of my friends, um, like, like, are they going to, they're going to waste all this money building a wall? And it's like, no, they're not. Well, how do you know? It's like, that would have to go through so much private property of big Texan people and, like, all of this shit. It's like, every county that that thing ran through would have to, like, agree to all, like, even, like, even if they started it, it still would be finished way after I'm dead. If it ever got finished, which it never would. Even though it seems like a lot of those people would have wanted that, but... Most of them didn't. There was literally things where people were talking to them, like, fucking... There is no problem here. You're not building that. I got forest land out here. They'd be uh, like guys like the guy where they were building the old people colony in Florida or whatever. Yeah. Who like, they'd be trying to fight to like get his land to like build it. But, but that was actually it like. It just take too long. Like you'd just be oh, stuck in it would be, bullshit forever. So. Again, trying to figure out like which like youth program to fucking fund took so long for seven people, two of which are fucking lawyers, and one of which was me, and I wasn't even actively slowing everything down on purpose. I actually helped. And it's like, yeah, and then we barely figured that out. And then guess what? We hand that off to hire up people at the city who go and, like, you know, act certain things, add things, come back to us. Like, the language here is a little muddy. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, maybe by the end of next year, it'll, that, you know, this year will be fully buttoned up. We can start on the next one. Like, that's how that shit works. Now, imagine trying to build 
thing that goes through like 9,000 counties <laughs> and like a bunch of giant private private property owners like, well, this guy's all about it, but he's like, yeah, well, I'm going to have to charge you. And they're like, is everyone going to charge us? And they're like, uh, I just realized, yeah, that's a good idea. Like, oh, I shouldn't have yelled that. <laughs> like, yeah, I bet you're the government, right? Well, I'm going to need, let's see, I do have this many acres, so that is about a hundred miles of your precious wall. That's going to cost you about $10 million a mile. Let's just round it up to a billion. And like, that's it. And like, well, we don't want to pay that. And it's like, well, you have a 200 mile gap in your precious fucking wall, then, don't you? Like, that's, yeah. And, you know, that is where, like, the gross, weird parts of America kind of save itself from the weirder, grosser parts somehow. <laughs> because, but that's my thing. The fact that we're, the, the whole entire country is a nightmare factory is a problem and everything like that. But at the very least, like, you know, you can move to a different state where everything works totally differently. And again, even um, the owner of the company I work for, my, the only person I answer for, answer to there, he had to get a special different license in Coon Rapids, mm. but nowhere else to sell mm. Delta 8 and 9 and stuff. And they charged him $13,000, which he like he printed out a copy of the thing just so we could like look at it. That was really funny. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of money. He's like, yeah, look, and he just like, prints it out of the printer. And, like, here's the thing. And it says how much it is. I'm like, no, I definitely heard your story, but wow. I'm going to put this in the laminator and hang it up because it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I make. Uh, yeah, they're super weird about it. But he was like, Ugh. it's also not that bad, though, because I'm one of the only people in that. I'm being I'm pretending I'm my boss now. I'm one of the only people in that game that could afford to do that. Exactly. So yeah. now. So he's like, that's why I didn't move the store, because it's a natural filter based that's off. I mean, he's. A smart business guy. That's yeah, that's, that's just fun. Smart. Um, I really try to get him like going and just listen to him talk because it's very interesting and also a lot of it's kind of useful. <laughs> like, damn, that's a fucking good idea, man. And it's you know that's just that simple thing of like you know when you only hang around like punk rockers that occasionally live outside. Uh, you don't learn things like that, but then you hang around people that have built giant things. You're just like, oh yeah. I like being a dumber guy in this room because I'm learning all sorts of shit. This is fun. Um, but yeah, and it, and that's, you know, that's different than the Mall of America store and which like is, you would think would be worse, but they like, they don't even care. There's like multiple CBD kiosks and stuff mm-hmm. in there now. And there's like a full blown hideaway where you can buy like Delta 9 gummies and bogs and shit at the mall. Like it's, I'm like, how, what did you have to do? He's like, they came to me yeah, and they did. They're like, we'd love to have one of these at the mall. And he's like, okay. <laughs> How much well, is it? Because malls are kind of a dying I know. Thing, I think it's so. actually a bit of a wild feature to have that in there now. Yeah. And it's neat. I, I was, long before I worked there, I went into it once or twice. Yeah, cause it was, it's been there. I've been in there once. Yeah. Uh, with you, actually. Yeah, we were in it I think we were having one of our drunken movie. Yeah. Like, probably. the only reason to go to the theater is because they all have bars in them now. And you're like, let's watch the last awful Star Wars 9 mm-hmm. and fucking and Cats. It just all of this horrible shit. Oh, I miss that you guys living close to the that, mall because that was like the reason to go. Like I loved going. To the no, that w- yeah, and that was like the only reason I saw movies in the theater. Like occasionally, it was because um, I just like really wanted to see it in the theater. But like I just fucking uh, like nothing like that has come out in a while. 
Because like I really when you know when Joker came out, I'm like, ooh, I really want to see this right away. I want to see it in the movie theater. It looks really good. The the trailers for it made it. It wasn't disappointing either. It was actually a very good movie. But the trailers really excited me. You know, they had all the old smile like the whole world laughing. It was like, wow, this looks insane. Good. Um, and once upon a time in Hollywood, anything Tarantino does, it's all shot on real film. It's always beautiful, and it's like ah, I should see this in a movie theater. So there's, like, things, but it's like, I would not have gone to episode nine or Cats or fucking any of that shit if it wasn't just like, I'm going to order seven martinis and just go into the thing and just be like, just play with the motorized chair and be like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, there hasn't, there, because, yeah, that, that, that version of that theater didn't exist, I don't think, quite yet when the Fury Road came out. I saw that in the no, theater no. five times, uh, and not one of them at the Mall of America while super drunk. But, um, and I would have seen, I think they didn't even show Dune there, that newer Dune. Oh. Like, we went to the weird... Thanks. Did or they? maybe not at the Mall of America? But I think they maybe didn't, because we ended up going to... It was in that weird That weird theater that's it's one of those cities not that far from here. I don't think it's Robbinsdale. It's somewhere, mm -hmm. and you could, it was one of the first places where you could, like, order food, and it's kind of smaller... Yeah. And it's next door to, like, uh, Value Village and another head shop that sells Kratom and whatever. Like, whatever that one is. Uh, and that was, like, all right. Oh, and I saw uh, Jackass Forever. I always go see the Jackass movies in the theater because they are kind of... They're they're very cinematically put together. And just seeing some guy's junk and getting bit by bees that big is just fun. Uh. <laughs> you really want to see that in slow motion at 80 feet tall. <laughs> Uh, how did I get on that? Watching things in the movie theater. God, where were we going? So about the Joker I never movie. Know you. Yeah, but I don't even know where I was. Oh yeah, I was talking about uh, the the hideaway in the Mall of America. How? Oh yeah, and then different municipalities. All the things. Every rule for everywhere you go is totally different. Yes. And I was uh, talking about the border wall never happening, basically just because of that. Never being. Like, it still could. I'm like. Yeah. Okay, you saying that out loud after I've explained this says a lot of bad things about you. But okay. Um, but I brought that up because of the whole company store thing. In this country, you can shift around a little and wig. I mean, you got to kind of be willing to deal with a lot of bullshit. But if you're like, I have this idea, and it's like, well, it won't work here. It's like, all right, looks like we're going to Macon, Georgia. I don't know, whatever. Like, you're like it's, it, it, we can do it there. And. The prevalence of the company store was it, it dissolved because people were like, "We can just leave. <laughs> like, like we're gonna come after you." It's like, uh, technically, what you're doing isn't legal where I'm going, so you can fuck right off, <laughs> and maybe you'll get shot. Also, it's like the late 1800s. Oh, what are you gonna Google me? Like, it's gonna come with like a, a drawing and just be like, "This man didn't." didn't pay back the company store and we're going to bring him to justice. And everybody's like, you run one of those company stores? Why don't you and me go talk down by the riverbanks? And that was the end of that guy. Well, they just straight up shot you in the saloon. Well, that's what I mean. They were, yeah, either I wanted to be more dramatic, but yeah, they might just blow your head off right in the street and be like, what? Why'd you shoot that guy? It's like, he ran one of them company towns. What would they make white folk into slaves in? And then they'd spit chaw on the open wound in his chest. <laughs> you think of that drunk history where he was like, and he shot him in the chin. Just right in the chin. I forget which one that was. Um, was it the uh, Davy Crockett one or whatever? I don't know. It was... 
I've watched all of those like three times. And you're I, an I asshole. Boom, boom, boom. Boom. You're an <laughs> asshole. Boom, boom, boom. Who was doing the the talking? That's I don't that know, helps. Some guy. Okay. My fa- I think my fa- it's funny that my favorite two are Duncan Trussell and I ended up being. Well, like, hell yeah! I mean, that's the a best fan. One. I mean, him, he had the yeah, Tesla the one, Tesla one which is my part. Shot C. Riley and Crispin Glover in it. Uh, but then he had the the later one with the dolphins. It's like <laughs> he's like, why? <laughs> we were trying to communicate with dolphins and we didn't bother to learn their language. Like, you if you meet a man from China, like you don't you just learn to speak Chinese so you can you don't force him to learn English by shooting him full of LSD and jerking him off. How the fuck does that <laughs> is what they were doing to the dolphins? Like Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, that one's incredible. <laughs> To find that one, <laughs> yeah, like Doc. For some reason, uh, Doctor Drew is filling in for Derek or whatever the, the main guy. Yeah, uh, who's interviewing him, which makes it another layer of weird. But yeah, they talk about the guys that in the '60s that were trying to uh, communicate with dolphins, <laughs> but by like forcing them to speak English. <laughs> It's just like oh the dumbest idea they're giving up acid because, and I mean that idea, I understand. It's like because it it does it tickles all the things in your brain and maybe it opens up the language center. It's like maybe if we do this, you know, and we barely understood it back then. And then one of the dolphins was like really horny, but they didn't want to breed <laughs> dolphins, so this lady was just like, I'll just jack them off all the time, and the dolphin liked it because dolphins oh. are like that. And uh, then all these new articles came out that they were doing that, and then they got their funding like shut off, and then that's why. T- <laughs> Trying to communicate with someone from another country, you don't force them to speak English by jerking them off and shooting them up with LSD. Wow. Like that, yeah. That's that one is a, that one's crazy. amazing, and I think like yeah, that had something to do with NASA was funding part of it or something. And there's all the usual people in in lab coats, but with Duncan Trussell's screeching voice yelling at each other. <laughs> like it, yeah. That one's pretty great, but. You know, we have a minute left, and the one, there was like a couple of things, but the other thing, you know, we're going to find out, because it might be one of those things where I really, after like three minutes, I'm like, yeah, that's all That's all I'll have to say about that, um, or I'm like, this could be its own whole episode, but then every time I say that, we don't end up doing that next time, because I swear to God, there's been multiple, like you being a death doula, like we never had the whole episode about that. Well, we don't need to have a whole episode about I think that, we, right? Well, I mean, by whole episode, I mean as long as I can go until I get confused and bored, but yeah, 20 minutes, yeah. however long. It didn't get a full 25-minute chunklet of <laughs> podcast yakking, uh, which maybe it deserves, um, and we'll get to that, but no. Um, so, speaking of my work and weed and stuff... I was talking to a coworker, and she was uh, saying that there's been recent studies have been finding that you know non-legal weed uh, contains so much terrifying contaminants because the cannabis plant apparently is one of the best plants at absorbing everything around it, and then the THC and stuff is all like fat soluble, so it gets stored in your fat cells and things like so. It's really every every gross thing really sticks to your ribs when it come when it comes into you through weed and stuff. And she was listing off all the things and one of them was lead. And my other coworker laughed. I'm like, no no no, like that, yeah, that's actually true. And um like lead gets into things. And uh that suddenly it dawned on me that there's all this talk now and I believe it to probably be pretty accurate. You know, it's like obviously lead poisoning lowers your IQ and does all these terrible things to you. Um, and then we used to have leaded gasoline, 
And then you look at, like, the older generation now that grew up around that, and they're just these, like, narcissistic, short-sighted lunatics, like a lot of them. And the things that they get into and believe in is like, you weren't always this stupid, were you? And the answer might be, yeah, no, they weren't. Like, they got fucking lead poisoned, like, the goddamn Roman Empire <laughs> because of all the cars and shit. But another thing that I'd always noticed is that it was, like, ex- ex-older hippies should be, like, the coolest people you know. And they're, like, a lot of times the worst. Yeah. And, yeah. And I was always like, oh, well, maybe... And I think I'm right about this because the uh, the hippies from either 20 years ago or all the way in the 60s or right now uh, that I've I've run into, it's like, you know who's able to dress very stylishly and not have a job and people who come from the old rich and more like the old middle class, but people who have a trust fund. And that's why they're so obnoxious and self-absorbed. But whereas like other kinds of weirdos are really friendly and inviting and stuff. It's like, well, yeah, because they're actually struggling. They've lived a little bit of life and they've learned some empathy. However, that doesn't explain all of it, and maybe I've just figured it out. In that, okay, so everybody's breathing in all the lead back in those 60s, on those days. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's stupiding them up real good. But then... A lot. Mo- they're finding that much lead in weed randomly now. There was so much lead, ever- so much more lead everywhere back then. Yep. And people were smoking weed, just grunting them. There's no hydroponics, nowhere near legal. Just growing outside in the dirt with all the lead and the smoke and shit. Also, it was not nearly as strong back then, which again, I would prefer weed classic, frankly. But people, if they want to get really high, would have to smoke a shit ton of it. So on top of all of the other lead they're breathing in and getting into, you know, licking the walls in their house and whatever else they're doing, uh, they're also getting a fuckload of it in all the ditch weed they're smoking that just absorbed all that lead for the old double dose. And that might be why old hippies who are like, you were going to fight the power, you were supposed to destroy the Sith Anakin, not join them. <laughs> you know, all of that stuff might be because... Weed absorbs lead, and we should really, you know, it should really just be legal because people are going to obviously smoke it anyway. Uh, and then also you get to pick what kind you get, and it just helps. Um, and the place where I work will, like, Google Plex Tuple and value, and I have an important job there, and that might be fun. But the the main thing is that when you're – it sucks when you're buying – even if it's from, like, a cool guy. Basically – if you're scoring weed in a state where it's not legal, your best hope is that it someone just brought it in from a state where it is legal and you're actually getting some of the good good. Because if you're just getting, like, somebody's weird, like, weed farm weed that just has absolutely no regulation, you're smoking lots of lead, and someday you are going to grow up and vote for Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> just like your folks did. The Reverend John Wheeler Podcast takes zero responsibility for the words, actions, or ideas of its host, guests, or listeners. Though the people on the screen may at times be speaking directly to you, and may occasionally give you direct calls to action, neither Reverend John nor the Alchemical Cocktail Lounge are under any moral or legal obligation to answer for the potentially disastrous repercussions that may arise if you are stupid enough to actually follow the orders of a raving lunatic. Think for yourself and do whatever you want, because you're on your own. If anyone ever tries to sue this podcast, Podcast, black SUVs will converge on your location in the darkness of night and you will never be seen again. Remember to like and subscribe.